Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the J&J Podcast. Um, we're doing things a little differently here today. As you can hear, uh, your boy Julian is uh, starting things off today because my guy over here grinding. Uh, what's hey. up, my boy Chavelas? What you doing? What's up? You know, I'm just at work, bro. You know, just, just doing both my jobs, trying to get this <laughs> podcast out and actually do my job. So what's up, bro? How you been? I was just chilling, bro. Finally finished school, you know. Now, now yeah. I can focus more on this project and stuff. So I'm excited, dude. So yeah, bro. There's yeah. a lot of shit we gotta catch up on, but I mean, we're gonna talk about the NBA right now because since we last talked, and I do have a podcast that I haven't put up yet, but it'll be around more like when the regular season starts. Yeah, but you know, we we gotta talk about this fucking you know Westbrook Wall, the whole mess in you know Houston. You know, me and you have been texting back and forth about that, but, you know, just let everybody know, like, what are your thoughts on Houston, what they're doing, what this means? You know, go ahead, I'll let you go first. Yeah, man, I mean, hey, Westbrook had to leave. I mean, I know he had a decent season, but when when he played the Lakers, man, he was a no-show. This guy was just a liability on the floor, and you could tell. And, you know, you just got to – when two players play together like that and it doesn't mesh, you just got to move on from it no matter how long you've been together. So – it was a good move on both sides from Westbrook to leave and, you know, for the Rockets to move on from him and stuff. So I, I like the the change in scenery. Westbrook had to leave there even though it's just for one season. I never liked the matchup together um, the, since the beginning of the trade uh, when it happened last year. So this is just mm-hmm. a just a good mutual agreement on both sides to leave. How do you, I, know how, I know how you feel about it, but I want everybody else to know how, how you feel about so, this. So my thing is – and I'm not going to blame uh, the former GM, Daryl Morey, because he was just trying to keep Harden happy. But at what point do we start holding Harden accountable, not only for his playoff no-shows, but his front office GM abilities? Because he wanted Westbrook. This was the guy. Oh, this is my guy. This is who I wanted. They got him. All of a sudden, it doesn't work out. Oh, I don't, oh you know, I always wanted John Wallach. Or with CP3, he wanted CP3. They got him. It didn't work out, so that's what led to the Westbrook trade. And then with Howard, he wanted Howard, and it didn't work out, and then he wanted whoever else was, you know, available. But it's like, at the end of the day, the common denominator is James Harden, bro. Like, time and time again, they, they appeal, and they, you know, they go to what he wants to do because he's a superstar, of course. You know, you got to keep him happy. But, mm-hmm. like, the fact that he's not happy <clears throat> because of his own fault, like, that, I, don't, I don't get that at all. Like, that – you know, we'll talk. I'll talk about Westbrook and Wall, like how I feel. But like Harden, to me, is the common denominator. And you know, I, I honestly, and I've been seeing it a lot, and it's true. Like, just fuck it. You know, like you're not gonna get as much value as you are. Like, if you trade them to the Nets, you're not getting them. You're gonna get like you know a couple good players and a couple picks, but the same value, like to match it, you're not gonna get that with the Nets or the Warriors or the Pelicans, maybe the the Sixers if you get Ben Simmons, but I don't know, bro. Like, Harden, to me, he has to get traded. but Like, he has to leave because he's just a liability to Houston at this point. Oh, absolutely. I agree. But the thing is, I, I can honestly partially agree it is Harden's fault. He did bring those players into Houston, and now he wants them out. And I agree with it to a certain extent. But, I mean, Harden is the MVP in this league. The man does all he can to win, to win game basketball games, and at some point, you know, yes, we can blame Harden for this, but we also got to blame 
the other players on the team, I mean, I, other than the case of CP3, Howard did not show up at all when he played in Houston. He, right. it was, he oh, robbed, he robbed yeah. Houston of that contract big time. Um, yeah. And I already said with the exception of CP3, but like Westbrook too, I mean, you know, coming into the season last year that you weren't going to be able to get the ball as much as you can with Oklahoma City. So Westbrook had been adjusting to – he should have been adjusting to Harden's uh, playmaking skills and all that stuff, but he never did, and that's why he just sat in the corner not knowing what to do without the ball and stuff. So, so you, you got to also blame some of these players for understanding the situation you're coming into when you're coming to Houston with Plato with James Harden. And oh, hundred percent, bro. I I get the Howard. Howard is is kind of you know you can't really excuse him for a lot of shit that he's done in his career, but like I'm just saying, as far as Harden wants this guy, Harden wants that guy, and now he wants Wall. So now if it doesn't work out with Wall, oh, I want this guy now. Like, no, you can't, you can't be a bratty kid that gets a new toy. And then when that toy, when you get bored of the toy, you'd be like, nah, I want that one now. Like, no, bro, it's not shit works in the NBA. Like, that's the only thing. But like to, to cover the Wall and Westbrook trade, like I told you, I actually like it because Westbrook kind of gets to be Westbrook again. Like it's going to be, he's going to have some shooters around him, which he needs. Because that one year that he didn't have Durant, like when they had Oladipo in, in Thunder, he was like struggling. You know, he would still get his 10 to 15 assists, but he didn't have shooters. Now he's going to have Bertans, obviously Beal. Thomas Bryant's not a bad shooter. Uh, we'll see what the Roy Hachimaru turns into, but that's a good team he's going to, you know. Like, I'm not saying they're fucking contenders, but just the way he plays and the style, I think it fits. And then, like I said, with Wall, like, He's coming back off two years not playing. He doesn't have to be the man right away, which he wanted to be, I understand. But with with Harden, if he stays, you know, we'll get into that in a bit. But let's say Harden and Wall stick together the whole season. But the load will be kind of off. I mean, he can kind of, you know, ease into the season, get into to game shape, and then we'll see what happens as far as contending in the, in the West. But I actually like it. It's actually the only trade that would have worked as far as for both teams to be happy. Like, if he would have went to Charlotte, Westbrook, they wouldn't have gotten anything from Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't really have pieces like that. If he would have went to the Magic, maybe Aaron Gordon, but Aaron Gordon's kind of overrated to me. And, yeah. you know, I don't know what other teams were wanting Westbrook, the Knicks, even if the Knicks wanted him, who are you going to get, Julius Randle? Like, that's not the – you get equal value with Wall and, and Westbrook. You know, it's a buy low – we'll see what happens like the value and shit so I don't know I, I like it you know what I mean it was a it was a good trade for what it was I don't agree with the first round pick being thrown in there but I guess if that's what they had to do that's what they had to do but you know I, we'll see I'm not I'm not too like down on the trade like a bunch of analysts I'm seeing are no I agree uh, this is one of those rare cases when both teams um, just they both wanted this trade um, typically, right. when you see NBA trades go through, you'll see one team winning uh, the one to trade by like by a, a large distance from from the other team. So I agree. This is the Wizards and the Rockets. Both this is just a new scenery for both teams. I mean, both players needed to leave. And John Wall. I mean, for this case, I would probably give the edge to the Wizards just because of the mere fact in which you just mentioned with Brooksbrook, um just getting a bunch of shooters around him. But we just don't know. The The biggest question mark is going to be having him to play with Beal because Beal, as good as he is, he also needs the ball a few times. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll see how it goes with those two because if Westbrook couldn't mesh with Harden and Oladipo, I don't know how it's going to work out with Bradley Beal. But we'll figure it out. We'll see. I, I'm kind of more optimistic about that situation in Washington than I am in Houston. 
Uh, yeah. With the John Wall thing, though, I want to say, though, real quick. I at, at first, I was – I liked the trade, and then I was just like, you know what? You know, this might not work. We'll see. Because Harden does love the ball a lot. But the thing is, I did forget they did get Boogie Cousins. And, you know, from That's from what boy. I – from what I've been hearing, Boogie Cousins is 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 you know is looking good in preseason and training camp. So we'll see how it goes. And like you just said, it's his boy from Kentucky days. So hey, maybe this is the kind of the change John Wall needed and the kind of player he needed he he has to have in his team. So we'll see how yeah. different he looks from those injuries because you know Achilles is no joke. You know it affected Kobe when he when he was playing in his last few years of his career. And you know we'll see how yeah. it affects Clay Thompson. We'll see how it affects Durant. But I mean, players have said it multiple times. You know, coming off an Achilles injury, it's it's you're not the same type of player. So it's just a lot of question marks on John Wall more than Westbrook. We know what Westbrook's going to offer to the table. Uh, with John Wall, we don't know necessarily. He's been out of the league for two years. So I mean, yeah, I can understand why Harder would want to leave because yeah, you, you you did want John Wall on your team, but how good is he going to be and how effective is he going to be on the squad along with right. Cousins? So. Yeah, that's why I don't buy that. You know, oh, I wanted John Wall. I've always wanted to play with John Wall. How? Like, how do you know that? Because he looks in, <laughs> in these in these workout videos he's posting. Like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that shit. He's gonna leave. As far as what team he's gonna go to, I don't know. It's funny. Like when he first, you know, did the trade request. Oh, I want to go to Brooklyn. Like, oh, oh, gee, thanks, bro. Like, so that's the only place we can send you. So we can't try to get value for you and nothing. He's like, nah, I want to go to Brooklyn, which. That wouldn't work at all. Like, let's just get that out of the way. That would not work. Harden, Kyrie, that would not work. No way, no how. Somebody's going to complain, and they're probably going to get rid of the guy that's complaining the most, which would either be Kyrie or Harden. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he he just came out of, I think it was today or yesterday, oh, I'm open to Philly, which that's honestly, it's going to be like a Westbrook wall trade. Like, you're going to just trade him for a star. You don't know what you're going to get, but. Like, with Simmons, we don't know how he is by himself. You know, we know how he is with Simmons or with Embiid, and, you know, that's it. But I feel like Ben Simmons is a really good player, and if he has an opportunity to win a squad, like, you know, the sky's the limit for him, and I honestly feel like that's the best trade for them. But I wouldn't rush into it, you know what I mean? Like, you I see though, like, oh, I'll go ahead. You see, the thing, though, is that I, I agree – uh, with with your input on on uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden trade, but the thing about it is though is you have John Wall in your team still. Like you, you still have yeah. a player that's with it, that needs the ball to make plays, and you know you mm-hmm. had the same situation with Russell Westbrook before this trade happened. Is you get rid of Westbrook, you know you give the ball to James Harden, and if you change trade James Harden, you get Ben Simmons. You know at least this like you just said it could be Ben Simmons team, but if he gets traded straight, you know James Harden for. For Ben Simmons, this isn't just going to be Ben Simmons' team. You're going to have Boogie Cousins down there in the post. You're going to have John Walker who the ball. You know, and right. it's going to just be the same situation, just different players if you just trade for Ben Simmons, which is which is kind of tough. This is why it's, it's Houston, I feel like, kind of messed up trying getting John Wall in return. I know that's the best value yeah. you could have gotten from Westbrook, but at the end of the day, you got to think about your future. And if you're willing – to just settle or just deal with the whole Harden drama the whole season and, you know, good luck to them. But it just feels like it, that they're going to eventually trade him at some point And you mm-hmm. really don't know what you're going to get back. It was either you lose the value for Westbrook in return or you're going to lose the value for Harden in return. And it just seems like they're going to go that route with the Harden trades coming up soon. But yeah, I mean, logically speaking, Philly is the best destination for him. 
he's going to be the star of that team with Embiid, and, you know, they could have success with Daryl Morley. Daryl Morey is their GM, like he was in Houston, and Doc Rivers, you know, yeah. Doc is a championship coach. He's established. He'll know how to work with you and stuff, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Philly, logically speaking, but, I mean, I want to see him somewhere else, possibly where, uh, like I mentioned before in this podcast, I want him in, like, New Orleans or something, but, you know, we're not going to get that, so we'll see. Well, I I know what you mean with Wall and Simmons, but like realistically, Boogie's not gonna be in Houston long term. Absolutely, and you're right. Wall Wall isn't gonna be there long term. If you're giving me an opportunity to build a team around Simmons for the future, I'll take that any day of the week. Like, I Wall Wall, it just it's a big question mark, and we'll see what happens with them. But I don't think Wall's gonna be in Houston for the rest of his career. He's probably just going to go to another East team that, you know, needs a star like Detroit, maybe in the near future, whatever. But I, I don't – I would rather have Simmons any day of the week. I That's why – but like you said, they're going to lose value. I feel like they're going to rush it. Harden's probably going to push the issue. And he's, he's probably going to get traded to Brooklyn. It's just not going to work. And Brooklyn's going to be depleted like how Miami was depleted when they uh, got LeBron and Chris Bosh. Like that bench was non-existent, but they still won. But I just think this is going to be a little bit different because two ball-dominant guards and KD can play off ball, but he still needs the ball a lot too. So it's, that's, just a, that's just a mess waiting to happen. I would love to see it though. You know, <laughs> we're going to watch a, a shit show it's, in Brooklyn. It'll be entertaining as, as, you know, most definitely, but I wouldn't want to see that. It's just going to be the Warriors all over again. You're going to have a super team there who I've, I've mentioned before with you and in the podcast is they're going to win on just based on talent alone, not with their capabilities or chemistries or any of that. It's just going to be just because yeah. they have three of the best players in the world playing in one team, just like the Golden State days. So I'm not rooting for it. I'm not hoping it happens. You know, I'd rather have them go to Philly or another city where they only have one superstar to work with. Because I, I love the duos, you know, as much as I love my Lakers – I'm tired of these, these of these Giannis to Lakers rumors for next year. Like, I don't want to see it happen. I really don't. You know, I like I seeing these. I, 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 and I agree. I don't think it will happen either. But, you know, the way it's set up, the media loves to put Giannis in other teams. And I just want to keep seeing these dynamic duos go at it. I want it. That's why I'm so yeah. torn to hear about the Klay Thompson news. When he got hurt, I wanted to see the Splash Brothers go at it against AD and LeBron. You know, you got PG and Kawhi and, and with the Clippers. And, you know, Butler needs a teammate down there in Miami. That's why I don't mind Giannis going down there. But, I mean, there's really yeah. nothing else. I mean, Devin Booker, CP3, CJ, and Dane. You know, you got all these dynamic duos. I'm, I don't want to see a big three form soon because, you know, it just makes the NBA not as fun. We know they're going to be the, the favorites to win the championship, whoever forms this big three. So, I don't know. Uh, that's you know Harden. He's got to be careful on what he's doing right now. He's losing his reputation, or he's he's getting taking a big oh, yeah. hit on his reputation, most yeah, definitely. For sure. And this is why you, the value of an agent is so important. Like I was reading about this the other day too on Twitter and on uh, all these new uh, media outlets that you know with the AD situation, this is kind of similar when it happened uh, with when he was in New Orleans. He he was forced his way out of there to the Lakers. This is this was just Rich Paul, you know, pulling strings, dealing with the media, giving AD advice on how to deal with this better. And you know, at the end of the day, AD got what he wanted, and his damage was really wasn't that tarnished. Um, but with Harden, it just seems ugly. He has no agent. He's doing this all on his own, and you know, it just feels like he's going nowhere with this. He's not showing up to to training camp. You catch him. You catching him in these strip clubs, partying. 
and it's just it's not a bad it's, it's a bad look for him and he has Whoa. no agent he has no agent to tell him what to do or how to deal with this whole trade request because I mean for Houston they're they're willing to write it out so we'll see how it goes with Harden but it's just it's gonna get uglier and I don't see them winning any championship anytime soon with Harden there so that window is closed oh, yeah yeah that window slammed shut when CP3 got hurt in the conference finals that was it yeah yeah I agree so. But, like, I know we kind of talked about it, but since we're already here and we're talking about it, like, you, realistic trades for the Rockets to get hard and, you know, good value. I know you said the Pelicans. I like the Warriors, and I don't get why people are down on that Warriors trade. Like, again, Harden, Steph, Clay, like, Steph and Clay can play off ball, obviously. So it's like, that, that honestly is like a perfect fit. I know Clay's hurt, but when he comes back, you're going to tell me they're not going to be the favorite when all of them are healthy? Oh, no, absolutely. You will be. But yeah, yeah, like besides the Pelicans, do you like anybody else for Harden? Hmm. I mean, you mentioned the Warriors. I wouldn't like to see it happen, but I mean, logically speaking, that would also be a great fit for him if it ain't Philly. Uh, to me, the one team that's really just sticking to me, and I'm gonna just throw it out there. I don't think it will happen. It's kind of a long shot, but I want to say the Clippers. Um. Mind you, the Kawhi and PG's contracts will possibly be up by the end of the year. Um, and I feel like the Clippers, if the Rockets don't trade hard in this year, the, the Clippers might make a push from in the offseason next year. Well, okay, so Harden has two years left. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, the value, like, the trade would be Harden for PG? Because I don't think they have anything else to offer. Besides, like, maybe Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, a couple picks. Well, whatever picks they have left, right? But, you know, I don't – how does that trade work, like, in your eyes? I don't know, man. I just know that Jerry West is the is the guy behind all that in, in, in L.A. for them. And, you know, he, he's a mastermind when it comes to pulling stuff like this. So, I wouldn't – I don't know how exactly he would do it, but I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, look at it. Logically speaking, this is a good fit for him. The, Lake, the Clippers need a point guard, plain and simple. Um, James Harden can handle the ball. He can make plays, and, you know, he can obviously get Kawhi involved, too. Kawhi doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands all the time to make plays. So I think this will work only if PG leaves, but who knows. And I'm just saying this is a long shot, but I can definitely see this happening if Harden does not get traded this year. The thing with that, I still don't see them winning anything because they – I feel like to be a championship contender, you need a true leader. Yeah. It really matters. And obviously the Lakers won it, not only because of their talent, but the leadership of LeBron matters. Like, when your teammates are down, you know, he picks them up somehow, some way. I know he has a weird way of doing it, but he still does it. And with the Clippers, if they have Harden, you know, let's say they keep PG, or even if they don't, who's the leader on that team? Kawhi's not a leader. Like, Kawhi's just, you know, he wants to be in the background. He doesn't want to be the center of attention. So oh, it's I like, agree. I, I still don't see... You know, and especially, like, you know, they have Ty Lue there now. Like, I don't know how he is as a coach without LeBron. So, we're about to find out. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird situation Houston's in, but I think they're going to get out of it sooner rather than later. I yeah. Harden's going to leave, you know, before the season starts. They have to do it before the season starts. See, the thing is, like, I would like to believe that, but I just think they're also going to be in a situation where, like, it was AD New Orleans where – yeah. We kept speculating, speculating, you know, he's going to get traded, he's going to get traded. And by the time the deadline rolled around, he didn't get traded. And they ended up just waiting till the offseason next year to do it. And that's going to be bad on Houston, honestly. 
Houston's going to have to. Yeah, the Houston's are – New Orleans lost a lot of value with AD when he did that. Yeah. You you heard multiple, those rumors or those sources where Magic gave them what is it a Godfather offer to the New Orleans Pelicans to get AD and they didn't accept it and they ended up getting less of what yeah. they offered last time. So Houston needs that, to be careful. That on the, that. Yeah, that was the GM call. I forgot his name, but honestly, who cares? Because he really fucked that shit up. Like, like honestly, the 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 trade from when they actually got him to when Magic was offering all that stuff. I think they lost, like, a couple more picks than Kuzma, which, yeah. you know, Kuzma is, like, you know, at the time, Kuzma was a very hot commodity to have, you know. People were like, oh, shit, like, this, you know, this is going to be, a like, a starting lineup in a championship team kind of dude, and, you know, he kind of fell off because of LeBron and AD and all that, but, like, I don't understand why he didn't take it to begin with just because, oh, I don't want to trade him to the Lakers, and he ended up going there anyway, and he got fired, like, right Right before AD got traded there anyway. So, yeah, Houston, Houston's playing with fire right now. That's what I'm saying. They need to do it sooner rather than later because the value's hot off the oven right now. Like, it's off the oven, steaming. Everybody wants a piece of Harden. And if they don't do it soon, like you said, you know, the, the Godfather offer isn't going to be on the table anymore. So, you know, oh, yeah. they got to be careful and they got to actually assess the situation because Harden's not going to stay with you guys anyway. So you might as well get, you know, some picks back and some young young pieces for your team that you're rebuilding. So Yeah. I mean he's I don't know. Just, we'll see what Raphael Stone does. Yeah, he's just gotta be careful because they're gonna lose more value by the day and you know, I feel like teams right now are willing to take on Harden for two years and if they do a next offseason you're gonna have only a handful of teams who are willing to take Harden for a year because right. if Harden doesn't wanna stay there past the two years then at least they had him to give him a shot to change his mind. But I mean, we'll see. Right. Houston's playing with fire, like you said, and I I don't think they're going to trade him soon, but you firmly believe they will, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that. So, let me ask you, let's let's assess the conferences now. Like, in, your wet, in the West, who's your top 10 since now there's 10 teams that can technically get in the playoffs? Oh, well, obviously, we're going to go Clippers-Lakers. I mean, those are the two teams that stick out to you the most in the Western Conference. Um, I'm going to also go Luka with Dallas. Um, they're looking like an up-and-coming team, even though I firmly don't believe. I love Luka to death. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, I might even put him there top three. Um, but, I mean, he has no team around him as much as I can say. Like, he, he really doesn't. Yeah. It's just, it reminds me of the old Cleveland days with LeBron. When the, the young Cleveland days before he went to Miami. Um, so I, I'm going to pick Dallas, though, just because Luka's very talented. I'm going to go Portland. I'm loving that team up there. They, they're they running it back, and I think they should have because, I mean, they started to get going at the end of the bubble, and yeah. they just ran into a really tough opponent with the Lakers. Um, and they were gassed, too. Like, they were finding so hard to get into it. To I, yeah, that's true. You're, you're right. Now they, so. have Coving, they have Covington, too, so maybe he'll help out yeah. defensively. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm loving this team, man. I'm telling you, I've got really high expectations for Portland this year. Um, so I got them, obviously. You cannot count the Nuggets out. Um, a lot of people are, which I'm kind of getting mad about in the media. And that's just, um, you know, I, I, I'm i not saying this just because we have Nugget listeners or Nugget fans out there from Denver. But, I mean, they're, they're for real, but the media's really not talking about them, and it's kind of frustrating to see that, but. They're also there. Yeah. Um, Phoenix is another one that sticks out. I'm loving CP3 and D-Book. Um, I'm going to also go with Memphis with John Morant. I don't like the New Orleans Pelicans right now still. I think it's going to take time for them to mesh um, with their new coach. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of people are picking New Orleans. 
which is weird to me. But I mean, hey, you got Zion. I mean, you can pick him. Yeah, you can pick him for the playing tournament, but to make the playoffs, I don't think so. Yeah, see, they're they're kind of borderline to me. I want to pick him for the playing game, but I don't, I don't know. They disappointed me last year with the bubble. So we'll see. I mean, I know that was Alvin Gentry's fault too, but we'll see with them. Honestly, though, I'm going to go Golden State. Um, Even though they lost Clay, they still have a decent team with Draymond coming back and Wiseman and Curry. You know, a lot of people forgot forget how how good Curry is. So I believe in him. And here's my sleeper team. I'm going to go with this team. And you know I'm a big fan of them right now. The Sacramento Kings with uh, D. Aaron Fox. He will participate in this playing game uh, with Tyrese as well. I love Tyrese Halliburton. He's a rookie. He's going to be one of my rookie of the year candidates. Um, they have a low-key squad going there. Um, they're, yeah. they're not going to be great. They're not going to be contenders, but I know they're going to for the most definitely participate in this playing tournament. So they're my sleeper team. I like them. They looked good last year. But, I mean, they did lose both down, so we'll see. But I like this team. <laughs> Is that seven or is that eight? I think that was nine. Um, okay. I can't think of a 10th team. I, was, I might pick Minnesota. But, Ooh, I mean, that's I'll, tough. Minnesota is in a tough spot. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan. I was just talking about duos, and they are a duo with Cat and D'Lo, but I don't know, man. I just I don't oh, think Cat's that good, and D'Lo's an, is Ooh, a good really? player. I like Cat, but he just doesn't play with – this intensity that I like to see in, in, in like, All-Stars and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so – and I like D'Lo. He's a good point guard. But to me, he, he's going to have to do a lot more in his career for, for them to get lifted – for Minnesota to get lifted into the playoffs. So, I don't – I kind of don't believe in that team. I believe in the Kings more than the than the Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah, and you want to talk about, like, weird, like, fits. Anthony Edwards, to me, does not fit with that team at all. <laughs> it does not. I see why they picked him. You know, he's the best player. Maybe they can flip him next year, but yeah, that's gonna be a weird team. I'm not even gonna put him in that combo yet. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I'm a little higher on the Pelicans than you are, and I'm lower on the Grizzlies. I just don't. I don't feel like they're they added enough for them to be like one of those like young. Let's say like those East teams that are like dying to get in the playoffs, like the Hornets and the Wizards and the Hawks, like how they added pieces to make the playoffs to show like, you know, oh, we're here and we're trying to make the playoffs to keep our guys happy. I just, I don't know. I don't see it. And maybe they take a step back or maybe I'll, I'll you know, I'll eat pro and, you know, apologize. But I don't see Grizzlies doing much. Like, They're a young team, man. Play. I think they could do it. Yeah. Maybe. John Moran's good, though. Like I told you, I love John Moran. He's like, yeah. He reminds me of D-Rose so much. So, you know, I love that. And, I mean, I, yeah, I, as far as everything else, I agree. Maybe the Spurs, like, they're always going to they're always gonna contend, like, for playoffs as long as Popovich is in the mix. So, um, maybe them. I like the cell who they drafted. So, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I agree with you. And, like, the top four – I'm curious. You said Dallas third. I don't know if that's in order or not. But oh, nah. So, okay. first and foremost, I did forget Houston. But Houston is just a question mark. Houston, we just don't know what James Harden. We just don't know what James Harden. If he's still there, then I would obviously get Houston yeah. in the mix um, in the playoffs. But if not, then who knows? I just got to wait on out in this situation. My top four, though, I'm going to go with Lakers, obviously, number one. Um, right. I'm speaking high, man, on these on these Portland Blade Trailblazers. I'm picking them number two. 
Um, oh wow! Okay, I see it. I I, I'm liking this Portland team, man. I'm telling you, this is this is just a good team that I like to see right now. Um, number three, I'll probably go Clippers. Um, I kind of don't want to, but I mean, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna come out with something to prove in the regular season. I'm not saying the playoffs, but in the regular season. And then number four, uh, it's a toss up. I might go Denver, just because yeah. they're coming out with the chip on their shoulder as well. So those are my top four. Phoenix could make a push for the top four, top five. Like I think CP3 really matters. Like when it gets, like the fact that he dragged the Thunder to the playoffs last year. It's insane, bro. Like, I feel bad for him. I, he needs a championship, bro, especially right now. Like, I'm not saying he needs it to make a Hall of Fame or anything. It's just I want to see him win, bro. Like, he deserves it out of, like, all these punk guards and all these, like, what is like, Carl Malone or, you know, I'm just trying to think of Charles Barkley. I feel like CP3 is the most deserving. I don't want to be like, oh, can you imagine if he won a title with CP3? Like, <laughs> I want him to win. Yeah, like, like a Tracy McGrady. <laughs> Yeah, I like that sort of, you know, like just a, a superstar that never got a chance to win big. And I don't think he's going to win in Phoenix, which is unfortunate, but, you know. Oh, but I respect out. him, though, because I feel like if he really wanted to go get that championship, he would go to the Lakers somehow. He would find a way. And, you know, but he wants to earn it. He wants to be the guy that, that yeah. becomes a big part of that championship uh, team. So I respect him a lot for what he's trying to do. I mean, like I yeah. said, like you said, he might not win in Phoenix, but I'm. You know, for him to grind down in Phoenix and try to win it there, it's so respecting. And it's just like the titles. We've always talked about it, and a lot, I know a lot of people agree to this. Um, there's just certain titles that you respect a lot more. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't really respect KD's titles in Golden State, but they'll probably put LeBron's title in Cleveland higher than any of those Golden State win victories. So, you know, you just rank your titles, and for CP3 to try to win one on his own with D-Book, so respecting, you know, you really can't hate on as much. So, yeah, I was I was thinking about putting him fourth, but I mean, I just think Denver's just more talented roster oh, yeah, with Phoenix, sure. so I'm gonna just pick him there. I think the Clippers might take a step back. This chemistry. Oh, I I want I want to believe that, and I really won't be surprised if it happens. But I just think they're gonna come out with the ship on their shoulder just for very. Oh, yeah, and, and and to me, Ibaka over Harrow is a huge upgrade. Mm-hmm. This requires what they can do with Ibaka, so. You know, I don't know. I just think they're gonna fall out of the top three. I feel like Denver. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Denver. They're getting like down talked. Like, oh, it was just a bubble thing. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, like that. That team. There's a reason they went that far. It wasn't. It wasn't a fluke. Like, maybe you can say, oh, if Tommy hit that shot when I'm talking about Denver, which, yeah, should have, could have, would have, you know, but. Um, you know, they're a really good team. I could see them making it. It's a, it really depends on Michael Porter Jr. What happens with him, his development. Can he make a jump? It, it, all, it all lies on his hands, honestly. Because I feel like they're a player away, but maybe he's that player they need, you know? Like, we're saying Beal and we're saying all these other guys for the Nuggets, but maybe Michael Porter Jr. is that guy. Who knows? It just depends on what he can do as far as his development. Yeah, it's just something to keep an eye on with the MBJ situation in Denver. I personally don't think um, he he fits there as much in Denver. He could have a role in the squad, but he I feel like he could flesh more in another team when he could be on his own. Because that's already Murray and Joker's team, hands down. It's, right. not, it's never going to be MPJ's team. So I think he needs a change of scenery. But, I mean, for, who knows? Maybe he could have a great role in his team. And, like you said, just step up and make take the Nuggets over the hump. But... I don't see it happening, but we'll see. 
we'll see with that team in the yeah. Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, this is interesting. This is interesting. I like. I'm liking the Eastern Conference this year, man. This is. Yeah. It's more competitive. I don't. I don't have a favorite. Like in the West, I have the Lakers hands down as my favorite. In the East, I kind of want to pick Brooklyn. I kind of want to pick Milwaukee. Um, a little bit. Of, a Milwaukee little bit. Of, a little bit of me wants to hold on to Toronto. Um, and Miami, for that matter. So it's just everywhere, man. The East, you just pick anybody, honestly. Can't go wrong. You say Milwaukee's out. I don't think they're out no, just yet. No, 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 no. They're, they're going to contend. They're going to be a top three team in the East. But as far as contending, they're going to contend for the East, like, you know, ranking-wise. But to contend for a title or Eastern Conference championship, absolutely not. They're you're, under, you're underestimating Drew Holiday, man. You really are. Drew I'm Holiday's not even joking good, about bro, that. No, I understand that. But to say that, oh, Drew Holiday is the only missing – like, no. Like, it was literally just Giannis and Middleton. So now it's just Giannis, Middleton, and Drew. But what about the other guys, you know? like. I agree. I mean, uh, it was just all Giannis last year. and But, I mean, Drew Holiday <clears throat> Drew Holiday brings another uh, piece to the defensive uh, schemes with the Bucks. Um, right. No, he, that's he a plays hard. over blitz, though. Yeah, he plays hard, and on offense, I feel like he can take some some uh, some of that pressure off Giannis, which is going to be helpful. But I mean, you know, we'll see. It all comes down to the coaching schemes this year. Where are they going to change it up? Or are they going to just keep doing what they've done before? And I don't know. I kind of I don't want to let go of Milwaukee yet. I really don't. I can see why you don't believe in them, and hey, I didn't believe in them last year either. But I got to see how this team plays out with Drew, and then and then I'll talk about Milwaukee. There's just a lot of question marks in that team. Like, I just, like, they're doing it, like, last-ditch effort to keep Giannis. Like, if they would have done this sooner, I would have been a lot because guess what Giannis wants, not only because they haven't helped him out but get that shit out of the way the fact that he's probably going to be their down he'll beat Toronto last season they didn't they blew a 2 a lead and you know Miami was just the wrong matchup but they didn't play Giannis Middleton enough minutes the only reason Middleton got what was it like 40 plus minutes in that long game because they went to overtime and he yeah. was the only source of offense that they had so I think just everybody collectively in Milwaukee has let Giannis down, and that's why I don't believe in them, believe in them to contend because down the road somewhere, this is going to get to Giannis mentally. He'll be like, yo, like, why the fuck am I here, bro? Like, it's time to go, you know? And I know he'll never admit it. It's just we're going to see it. This is going to be the, the, the collapse of Milwaukee, as you know. This is the end right here, like. The fact that they even kept them this long, I'm surprised. Remember I told you, like, it's over. Like, he's going to be gone after this offseason. And here he is, you know. He even said it today. Oh, I don't want to sign my max deal. You know, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about me. And even that's a little bit of a red flag, which, you know, to some people it isn't. But I'm just keeping an eye on the whole Giannis situation. I think he's still leaving. But I I don't know. Like, that's why I don't take him seriously because this is their last day jumper. Let's get Drew Holiday. They try to get Bogdanovich. They jump the ball on that as well. I don't know how the fuck that got messed up, but it did. It got leaked. It wasn't supposed to get leaked, and the leak cracked down on it, and that's why he's in Atlanta now. So, I just, to I me, know, we'll see. Like you said, I, 
I don't want to talk too soon, Ted. Go ahead. I, so you, I just want to say, the, you don't think he's going to sign his life long-term extension then? <laughs> you don't think he's going to happen? You know what I think? If, if he does, it's going to be just like AD. He signed it, he's going to get after a trade. Whether it's next year or the year after, he's still going to leave. Like, but the thing, I, don't, the, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening, though. What I, I don't understand is... Stuff, I know I don't see it happening. What I don't understand is why can't Giannis just sign like a like a one plus one deal or a two plus one? Where like you still have like your your you still give Milwaukee a little bit of time. Like you know what? Like hey, I'm getting sign this extension, but only for a year or two. I want to give you a little bit more time to make things right with this squad. You deserve it. I don't understand that. Why does it have to always just be the five year supermax or nothing at all? You know, like I don't understand that. From, from both sides, I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> Milwaukee's scared. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like to me, if I'm Milwaukee, you're scared of losing. If, if I'm Milwaukee, have, they want a long term commitment because this is the only time they're ever gonna have a superstar in caliber. Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. But like I said, like if if I'm Milwaukee, I'm looking at them from a business perspective or like a like a basketball standpoint. Where if I can have Giannis even just for one more year, I would take it. I mean, I would take it. I mean, business. Business speaking, you get another year of revenue coming in from Giannis is superstardom, and logically speaking, you get yourself you get yourself another off season to regroup and get more players in here. Because Drew Holiday, I think, is is in contract for at least a year or two, so he'll he'll still be there. So I don't know. Milwaukee should also keep an eye on that if 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 they were smart about it. If they doesn't want to sign the five year max, at least offer him a year or two extension. You know, just give yourself some more time for it to convince Giannis. But we'll see. We'll see that 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 like you said, uh, you're keeping an eye on the situation. Uh, I am too, but you've been keeping an eye on that for like three years already. So I'm gonna trust you with your gut on that stuff. And yeah, um, as far as the rest of the Eastern Conference, though, um, I don't have them in order. But I'm picking Milwaukee, obviously, Toronto, Boston, Brooklyn. Um, that's four off the bat. Miami five. Um, who else is good in the East right now? Uh, Atlanta, don't you know? Atlanta's looking good right now in the offseason. That's six. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Charlotte, maybe with Lamelo Ball. I'm kind of liking that that whole rookie thing going on with Lamelo. Uh, that's seven. Um, I can't think of any more, man. That are this. Like I, we just brought up the competition, the East, but that's it. Washington with Westbrook and Bradley Beal makes it eight. Uh, Mm, yeah, that's it, man. I can't think of anybody. I was thinking Detroit or Indiana, but no, Chicago's not looking good at all. Orlando, I don't know where they've been the whole the, my, the past ten years. Um, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it, man. I can, the Knicks, yeah, you, it's the Knicks. You know, we're not we're not really thinking about them. So I don't know. That, those are my eight. I can't think of ten really. So. Those are the eight teams that I have in mind. Uh, maybe Indiana. Indiana really hasn't lost anybody yet. And I feel like everybody always sleeps on Indiana. So I'm still going to keep an eye on Indiana just to, just to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You got to think, Indiana or Atlanta, as far as experience-wise, Indiana's been there. You know what I mean? Like, they have the playoff experience. Atlanta does not as far as a, coll- a collective team. Gallinari does, Rondo does, but... Trey Young doesn't. A lot of these young guys don't. So maybe Indiana. But yeah, like you said, you know, my top three. 
Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, somebody else, like, coming out of these, like, you know, because they're the favorite right now to come out. Wait, wait, wait. So, who were, who were you top three? You, you broke up. Who were you top three? Brooklyn, Boston, and Milwaukee. Okay. And then Miami's are right there with our number four. Wow. You know how the Eastern Conference champs is your top three. Wow. I don't know. I, 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 I feel like the bubble I feel like the bubble helped out Miami. I feel like the bubble helped Miami. Honestly. Mm. Just a little bit, you know, like I don't feel like like Tyler Hero is gonna play I think to to the standard that he played in the bubble, you know what I mean? Like but I'm not hating on them like that. Like, trust me I'm, when I say, like, they're right there. Either It's either going to be in Milwaukee or Miami as the number three. But, yeah, Brooklyn and Boston have to be the number two, whether, you know, one you know, goes over the other. But, yeah, I don't know. Miami's right there, though. Miami for sure. They're top four. And um, I'm going to pick uh... – I, I just don't see Gorham playing the way he played. I'm gonna go out and pick uh, my top three for now. I'm not, they're not in order, but I'm gonna go obviously Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie. Um, just their talent alone and the whole roster for the time being is just looks too good. I think they're gonna be top three, you know, without. Um, I kind of want to see Boston, like you said. Uh, I just have a lot of question marks with that team. Uh, I just they're missing something. They're missing something. You know they are. You know they're always missing something. And I mean Tatum's a superstar. So I don't know that I'll pick Boston for now. And Miami is my third team, bro. No question about it. They're Eastern yeah. Conference champs. They got Avery Bradley, which is a steal. Not a lot of people are gonna talk about that, and I mentioned it before. And everyone's gonna learn about it. Avery Bradley is low key a, a Tony Allen, a point guard version of Tony Allen. He he can get you, he can get in your face as uh, guarding your best point guard in the other team. And sometimes you need that, especially with this being a point guard driven league. You're gonna need a guy to get in Trey Young's face, to get in De'Aaron Fox's faces, you know, get them going, stop them, slow them down. And the Heat got that. I know they lost Crowder, but I feel like they're going to just pick somebody off of the street to play some 3 and D guys out there that are going to end up fleshing good. So I like Miami. They're still good looking good. Um, for the time being, I actually might pick them as my favorite, but, I mean, we'll see what Brooklyn has to offer with KD and Kyrie and Boston. I mean, like I said, they're always missing something, but some who knows, maybe this might be the year without Gordon Hayward out there in the mix to, to get this team really going. So, I like Tristan Thompson as our summit. I really do. It's just, like, yeah, they're missing something. I don't know. Kemba really has to step up this year for us to control. Yeah. Like, he has to come back 100%, even if he's, like, 95% sit out until you're 100% healthy because he's so fragile and he's small. Like, that does not, that's not a good mix in this league. Like, he needs to come back healthy. He needs to do what he needs to do. I feel like he was pushing the issue a lot last year, shooting threes. Like, that's not what he does. He's uh, crashed to the rim, step back, mid-range jumper. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so real quick, I wanted to, I want to ask you who we we're talking about the best teams in the league. I want to ask you, who do you think is going to be the worst team in the league coming up? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so last year it was Golden State, obviously for all the reasons. Because yeah. I'm just trying to think last year, because it's going to be one of those last year teams that are going to jump the gun as being the worst one. Maybe Chicago. Maybe Detroit. Detroit is a mess right now. I don't know what's going on in Detroit. We <laughs> talked about this before with that other episode. Yeah. 
they just spent money just to spend money. Like, I don't know what was going on, but um, maybe Chicago, maybe Detroit. Minnesota is still in the conversation. I just think that mix with Edwards and D'Lo, I don't know how that's going to go. Because I know Edwards is a two, but he's a ball dominant two. So I don't I'm know gonna, what happens with that. I'm going to go out and say, and this might be the year, this might finally be the year, the New York the Knicks. Knicks, yes. <laughs> the New York Knicks are finally going to get the worst record in the league. And I mean, typically the worst team doesn't get the first pick, but I think this is going to be the year gonna be up there, yeah. I think this is going to definitely be the year. Either them or Cleveland. But I just, I, just, I don't know. Talent-wise, talent wise, I think New York's better. But I just don't think they're going to match. You got Obi. What's his last name? The rookie, Obi. Obi uh, yeah, uh, he he's great offensively, but man, he's gonna give you, give up forty points a game, and that's gonna hurt New York bad. Um, yeah, especially yeah, when you have Thibodeau out there on the, as a coach now. So I'm gonna go in New York being the worst team. It's gonna it's gonna be a really bad year for Knicks fans, and yeah. as it has been every year. So this might be finally I, the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Knicks are so easy to say. That's why I didn't say them. <laughs> I was thinking like Chicago or something, but yeah, the Knicks—they might as well just tank like the Jets are tanking right now. I mean, what what are you playing for at this point? <laughs> Imagine like, being in New York, a, being a Knicks fan a and a Jets fan. <laughs> like, like they have some of the biggest franchises in there, and they have some of the worst owners, coaches, and oh, just put together rosters in the league and all leagues. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. No, well, the sad part is, is like. Besides baseball, any of the any of the leagues, you have both and New York teams struggling bad. Like, and the Giants aren't too good either. I know they're winning their division in football right now, but they're not looking good as much either. Um, yeah. and, and basketball, I mean, you you got KD and Kyrie, you know, coming to Brooklyn. It's it's this is a first to see Brooklyn actually doing good. It's been ten years since they've been relevant. The Knicks haven't been relevant since the nineties. I mean, you know, football. What have the Jets and Giants done for me since like twenty? 2010, 2012. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. Like you said, New York, New York's been, New York sports marketing teams, they've just been bad. The, I mean, at least in LA, you're, you're kind of getting the Dodgers finally winning something, the Lakers winning something, you know. So, I don't know. It's sad. It really is sad. Um, but, yeah. hey, you know, maybe this, that's why I say, I think this might be the year the Knicks finally get something because the Jets are obviously going to get the first pick of the draft in the NFL. They're going to get the guy, Trevor Lawrence. The next, maybe they might get uh they might get the first pick and you know finally be blessed with uh what's his name? He's a new he's a really good prospect coming out next year. Yeah, um, I don't know. I damn it, I forgot I his name. Any, no, he he's he's supposed to be he is supposed to be Cade Cunningham. Keep an eye on it. Keep that name, Cade Cunningham. Okay, he is a beast. Six nine point guard. Oh yeah, no six seven. Sorry, but. He he has a, a lot of scouts are loving this guy. He's a true number one pick uh, coming next year. So the Knicks might get something finally. So we'll see. That's my worst team of the year. Maybe Cleveland, but I don't think Cleveland's going to be that bad. So I feel like we're going to break this down later on in the season. You know, we're just giving our guest minutes right now. But who, like we talked about playoff seeding, you know, playing tournaments. Like we were talking about it. Out of all like the, the nine through ten seeds, like, 7 through 10 on both sides, who do you think will get upset? Like, wh- where's the upset going to happen as far as, oh, the Hawks are going to go play the, let's say, the 7th seed Wizards? Do you think the Hawks have a chance or 
the number 10 Pelicans are going to go play the number seven Mavericks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, it all just depends on the situation because we, we witnessed it with Portland in the bubble where they uh, – they they beat Memphis as the playing game, but I mean realistically speaking, we knew Portland was not a ninth seed. They we they were, they should have been in the playoffs a long time ago. They should have been a fourth seed. So it all depends, you know. We might have, you know, the the Mavericks or you know, as crazy as it sounds, we could have, probably have Phoenix or the Clippers fall down to the seventh seed or the eighth seed, you know, just because of injuries or some something like that, and they end up having to play in those games. So. I kind of it all just depends on the situation, but like you mentioned, the Hawks if they become a tenth or ninth seed, I I can see it happening. I could definitely I like this Hawks team. I can see them defeating anybody other than those top four teams that we mentioned with like Brooklyn, Boston, yeah. um, but any of the honestly any of those teams besides those four in the East can get upsetted by the tenth or ninth seed. So I don't know the the one team that does stick out to me, like I said, is the Sacramento Kings. Don't be surprised if they upset anybody in this playoff and tournaments uh, because they are going to look good this year. You heard it here fo- first year, folks. The Sacramento Kings will make the playoffs. Um, also, let me get your opinion on that, too. Like, playing tournament, you think players are going to complain about that? Like, oh, this is a lot more stress on our body. We're playing more games, you know, things like that. Like, do you think we're going to hear any players complain as far as being, like, having to play in the playing tournament? Like, uh, the 7th and 8th seed is not the ninth and 10th, obviously. I think the 7th seeds will. Um, maybe not the 8th seed because, I mean, we heard good things about it from the playing tournaments in the bubble where, you know, even though the Grizzlies lost, I feel like they kind of like the idea of being the – of, like, having a playing tournament. Because they had an advantage where they had to lose two games in a row uh, for it to happen. Um, but I mean, it was the other way around where Portland was the eighth seed, sorry, and uh, Memphis is yeah. uh, the ninth seed. Um, but no, I mean, if you're the seventh seed, though, I feel like you will complain a little bit more just because, hey, you know, I got out of the eighth spot. Like, why do I still gotta play this playing tournament? Like, I'm not the last place team in the in the playoff picture, which I can understand. I can see definitely the seventh seeds doing it, especially if they end up losing. Um, so it all just depends on the team, uh, quite frankly. But, yeah, I can definitely see a 7th seed complaining. Because I, I, I think, to me personally, I think it's a little too much having the 7th and 10th seed play. If you want to have yeah. the 8th and 9th seed play, I understand, you know, you're just one – you're just right there next to each other in the 8th and 9th seed. But when you're a 10th seed and a 7th seed, like, that's just too much. Like, you're, you're kind of just asking for a 7th seed to get upset of there. Um, but even if they want to do where, like, a ninth and 10th seed play at it and then the winner plays the 8th seed, I can – Definitely, I'm on board for that kind of stuff. But I feel like we just got to leave leave the seventh seed alone and, you know, let them be and stuff. But, I mean, hey, the NBA wants to go ahead and do this. I, don't, I think some players will hate it. Some players will love it. But for the most part, I think all most of the players are on board for this kind of idea. Yeah. And lastly, finals prediction. We think they'll make it super early finals prediction. Not even looking at anybody play, any chemistry, any coaching issues, but your gut feeling, who do you think is going to make the finals besides the Lakers? In the West? No, nah, we know it's the Lakers. Who's your matchup? <laughs> the Lakers in Brooklyn. Wow. You think Brooklyn already? Yeah. Just, like- I just okay. think they're ready. I mean, KD is probably healthy, and Kyrie's not talking to the media, so I think he'll just be focusing on basketball. 
We'll see how long that lasts. But. I, I was just going to ask you that. How long do you think the Kyrie, not Kyrie blackout, media blackout is going to last for? I think, I mean, once the season starts, mid-season, you know, he's going to be in mid-season form with speaking to the media and making ridiculous claims and quotes. So, uh, we'll see. Hopefully not, though, because Kyrie's a good player, bro. It's just, he gets in his own way. Like, hopefully Steve Nash can, like, sound like, hey, like, let's just fight the noise a bit, you know? Like, but, I, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna relax to the trade deadline or like the all star break and then he's gonna start talking. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you know I I thought that too. Brooklyn, uh, L.A. I just think Brooklyn it's too soon for them, bro. I don't know. I just. I'm gonna say Milwaukee. Stop it. Nah, I'm not saying Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, they're not. Um, Who has a better no. chance of making the finals, though, real quick? Milwaukee or Houston? Oh, Milwaukee. Okay. They got, they got the two-time MVP on that side. That's Milwaukee for sure. So, right. yeah, Houston, Houston's in a lot of trouble as far as chemistry, coaching. We don't know what this coach is going to be like. Silas, I think his name is. Um, yeah, it's just, Houston's a big question mark, like you said earlier, so. Yeah, I'm not even going to put Houston in the playoff conversation until they okay. get the hardest situation settled. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, I thought about it for a long time. Like I said, I thought Brooklyn for sure, but, oh, man. It, I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but I just feel like Boston has to go, bro. Like, this has to be the year. Because <laughs> if it's not, I think it's time to get rid of Kimba. Kimba, if he doesn't step up the way he has to, they're paying him all that money for what? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think Boston, they added Thompson. They have this huge trade exception, which I'm not too happy because look at the history of trade exceptions. Nobody really uses them. But like you said, Hayward's not there anymore. So Brad Stevens doesn't have to stick this guy in and then messes up the chemistry. So I don't know. Like, Jalen Brown stepped up huge last year. Hopefully, it continues. Jason Tatum is a superstar. And Thompson's like a lot more scrappier in the, in the, you know, he has experience in the playoffs and he knows what he's doing rather than Tice. You know, Tice is a good backup, but um, I, I just feel like Thompson could, could be that guy that could, you know, help us get over the hump. So I'm going to say Boston, bro. Boston LA happens this year. 2021 will be the fucking best year in a long time. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. And if the world crazy. opens. If the world opens back up, what a what a good way yeah. to introduce everybody back. The greatest, one your, of the greatest rivalries. Right. Who's your Eastern Conference, Western Conference final like matchup? Like you, you have Brooklyn and LA, but who do they have to play to get there? Both I'm gonna go Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, Miami. I just think Boston. Ooh, okay. I, I you, you that's your team, bro, Boston. But I like I said, they're missing something. I always think Miami yeah, is kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think Miami just kind of has their number a little bit. I know Boston gave them a great series in the bubble, but I think Miami just overall can beat Boston. I don't know what they have. Maybe it's their defense. But I just think uh, Miami might escape and go back to the Eastern Conference Championship. I don't think they'll make the finals again, but I just think they're they're ready to prove the whole world that like they're no joke. And I think that's good. that's the re- them making the Eastern Conference Finals will be the 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 tipping point for Giannis to come to Miami. Giannis is gonna Giannis is gonna see that, and he's gonna he's gonna notice that Miami is a is a good culture, and uh, they're the real deal. Jimmy Butler is gonna take Giannis in the season. Hey, we need you, bro. Like Draymond did with KD. 
Yeah, Jimmy Buzz about to hit him up. Like, hey, bro, you ready to come home? Yeah. <laughs> um, I can see that. Brooklyn, Miami. Yeah, Brooklyn, Miami, and then the Western Conference. Ah, uh, the Lakers are obviously going to make don't it. Don't say the Clippers. Don't say the Clippers. I'm not going to say the Clippers. Um, I'm trying to think. I wanted to say Denver. Um, but who knows? Uh, I like them. I like the squad, but I don't know if they're going to come back. Um, I'm going to probably go. I really want to believe in, I believe in Portland that much, bro. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I believe in Portland that much that I'm going to pick them to make the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Boston, Brooklyn, because that would be the most highly anticipated matchup, I think, as far as Western Conference Finals go. I mean, Miami, too, of course. I, I, I sound like a Miami hater. I'm not, but I just don't. Oh, I'm the opposite. I, think, I sound like a Boston hater. Yeah, yeah. Like I, my, I, I'm a huge fan of Miami. I just feel like they need Giannis. You know what I mean? Like you said, at some point, there's going to be a time where Giannis is going to look at Miami and be like, that's all they need is me. And Miami is the perfect fit for him. And I just feel like Spolstra and Pat Ray will coach him up. Like, any flaws in his game that he has right now, that'll be gone in Miami. So, but yeah, I, I don't want to sound like the Miami hit. I just feel like Brooklyn, Boston, that's bound to happen. Kyrie against his old team. And, you know, this is going to be Tatum's coming out party this year, so we'll see. But, um, I think those two, and then I'm gonna say, I like I like Blazers. I like that he went that route because the Blazers are really good. I like what they did in the off season, and I'm gonna say, ooh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb. It's gonna sound crazy. People are gonna be like, this dude doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. But I'm gonna say Lakers Mavs because I feel like Luca is gonna have a MVP caliber year this year. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I just I just feel like he is, and if that happens, maybe 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 he can propel himself. And maybe Giannis looks at Dallas and says, "I'm the only thing they need." You know what I mean? I feel like Miami and Dallas is Giannis's top destination. So who knows? I just feel like Dallas is a good team as long as KP can stay healthy. They added Josh Richardson, which he wasn't a good fit in Philly, so we'll see how he does in Dallas. But yeah, I, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and let me say Dallas. I like Portland, but Portland's just the safest bet out of anybody. So they're the okay. one they're the one team in the West besides the Lakers that got that improved off of last year. So Yeah. <clears throat> hey, um as good as much as we like those teams, can't believe none of us said Utah Jazz. Oh, oh stop it. <laughs> the Utah <laughs> Jazz. They, they signed Jordan Clarkson for Hugh Justice and that's true. We I feel like Utah could make the playoffs, but just like last year, lose in the first round. So yeah. my my fault, Utah. I'll change you out for Golden State. So yeah, that's, that's about it, though. Like, yeah, there's there's no. I mean, there's more competition in the East from the top to from like the top four, top five teams. But um, I the the West from top to bottom, I think, is more talented. But I mean, yeah. there's always there's 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 a tier, there's a level tiers in the West. You have your top tier with the Lakers, and then you have your bottom or middle tiers of all these other good teams. And, you know, you could pick any of those teams from the middle, like the Clippers, the, the, the Blazers, you know, the, the Nuggets. Uh, you say the Mavericks and any of those teams, you can very easily challenge the Lakers, but they're not going to beat the Lakers. It's going to be the Lakers no. in the West in conference. Yeah, I'm just curious how they're going to use Harrell in L.A. 
That's my only question. Same. I, I love how we, we took him away from the Clippers, but I, I yeah. have the same question too. I don't know how we're going to use him. I can probably see AD playing the five a lot more this season because of it. But we'll see. I mean, hey, we got him for a reason. Apparently, Vogel probably has something in store for him. They're looking good in training camp right now. I'm liking it, so we'll see. And, yeah, I just want to touch base on one more thing. You talked about LeBron's leadership. Um, the Clippers are missing that, but let's also not forget, and a lot of people are noticing this, um, as much as I like to make fun of the guy, Jared Dudley is a big part of this team. Um, oh, he doesn't. Yeah, cool. He does not play any minutes at all, but he's an outstanding leader on the bench. Um, he's the Jared one. Haslam. Yeah, essentially, he's what he is. He he's the one taking these guys under his wing right now with Schroeder and Harrell. And I know these guys are probably thinking, like, "Who the fuck is this guy telling me what to do?" But Dudley's a peacemaker. This team. He's the one that gets the guys going. He's the one that brings everybody together and. You know, you need that in our, in, a, in, a, in a team, in a championship team. This is why, like, I was telling Thomas, you know, it, we still haven't got Dudley back, but, I mean, I wish we did because – and we, we obviously got him back now, but at the time, because Jared Dudley, he doesn't play no minutes, but the guy the guy brings everybody together. And I feel like that's cool. why we have the chemistry we have today is because of the, the leadership that he re- offers to the team. And I like it. I like it a lot, so – all right, that's a huge advantage for Miami as well, like I said, with the Haslam, because he doesn't play any minutes. Yeah, he just signed a one-year extension because they love how much he, you know, takes the, the young guys under his wing and coaches them up when they need to get coached up. So, yeah, I agree. Jared Dudley's a very underrated player as far as, you know, for you guys. And obviously nobody's giving a fuck about what Dudley does. Like, oh, Jared Dudley, whatever, bro. He used to play for the Suns. But, <laughs> like, yeah, leadership. leadership. You know, it's huge. And when he talked about it, I heard it, I heard what he was saying on Bill Simmons' podcast. Like, you know, like, he was, like, more involved than I honestly thought he was. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, that's a lot more than I thought Dudley was doing, you know? So, yeah, it's a huge advantage for you guys. And, you know, that, that the Clippers are missing that, man. I don't know who, who that's going to be, but they're missing somebody that – yeah, they they just yeah they need like a Jared Dilly. It doesn't even have to be a superstar. It could be somebody who doesn't play any minutes, but like can like Rondo would have been perfect for the team. Yeah, I agree. Rondo, yeah, well, Rondo would have been the guy, but you know, he, I don't know what happened that they didn't offer him any money because he would have been their two point guard, and he ended up going to Atlanta. But you know, that that's crazy to me that they didn't want to get him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, Ten million doesn't seem like much to get a leader and a guy that I feel like Kawhi wanted, but you know, front office didn't want to get him, so I don't I don't know what the hell the Clippers are doing. That's why I'm not taking them serious as well. They're the they're the Bucks of the of the West. I was they're just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, they're the Bucks of the West. They don't they don't have they they're missing a lot. They have superstars, they're missing they're just missing that one little that one thing, it's like on the tip of your tongue and you can't get it, but it's like they're missing something. Yeah, they're trending it's, it's down. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, Clippers. It's okay, Bucks. Like you guys are gonna be rebuilding soon, and we'll see what happens in twenty thirty and twenty thirty five. So yeah, they are trending okay. down, just like the Milwaukee yep. Bucks. They are not looking good at the moment, and they look like they're gonna come down soon, fall down. Yeah. So, like the fact that Milwaukee didn't want to get CP three blows my mind. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, yeah. Bro, okay, you guys don't want to win. Like that's that's just this. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But, I agree. I, mean, I agree hundred percent. I don't know if you have anything else. That's that's all. I pretty much that's that's our 2020 2021 season preview. I don't know if you want to put anything else out there. Oh, let's touch awards real quick. Who's your MVP? 
MVP this season is Luca, hands down. Yeah. He's ready to take it. Yep, he's That's ready to guy, take this award. Luca's a beast. When he hit that, even before then, but like when he hit that game one against the Clippers, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be his league in a couple years. Like, wow. yeah, this this guy hands down has the respect of the league, and you know he 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 uh, proved himself on stage in the bubble and. You know, he won a lot yeah. of people's hearts in the bubble. And, I, hey, I respect the guy. I, he plays just like LeBron, in my opinion. And he's going to be good, bro. He's he's already good, but he's he's going to be that next level. He's going to be MVP. Yeah. It's going to be him or Giannis, but he's going to be the face of this league, you know, in the near future. Absolutely. And I'm kind of en- uh, envy that he's playing for Dallas and not for us. But, I, it is what it is. And, hey, we'll see. You never know. It's not for sure he's going to be there forever, so – you, know, hey, you never know. Mark Cuban's a great owner, though. You know he ain't yeah. gonna let Luca go. Yeah, Mark, Mark Cuban doesn't get enough credit in this league. You know, and you know that 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 narrative. You know, this guy doesn't get a lot of credit for this and that. Mark Cuban, bro. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. He takes care of his superstars, and look at Dirk. So, um, yeah. Luca ain't going anywhere. He's gonna stay in Dallas. Um, but yeah, MVP goes to da- uh, Luca, Rookie of the Year. You already know my guy, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese, yeah. Um, trust me on this one, guys. If you want to go ahead and put those bets in Vegas, um, I would. Um, so I'm gonna pick yeah, Tyrese. Halliburton, really unless, cool. um, unless he gets hurt, that's obviously the Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna pick Lamelo. People are gonna pick Lamelo. Um, James Wiseman. I don't think Wiseman is gonna get close to that award. Um, he has too many weapons in Golden State to be getting that award. Maybe yeah. Lamelo because he's a point. He's a guy in that team. Um, I'm trying to think of other rookies. Maybe Obi from New York just because he's in that market. Uh, yeah, honestly, that's I could just maybe uh, Killing. What's his name? Killing Hayes from to Detroit. Maybe him, but I'm gonna go Tyrese, bro. Trust me on this one. De'Aaron Fox and him are gonna look good. They, that's going to be my pick, sleeper pick there for rookie of the year. Um, what else we got? Defensive player of the year. I want to go Avery Bradley, but that's not going to happen. So I'm going to go probably AD again. Hopefully he gets it this year. I know. Fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> shit. And then Most improved else? player? Most improved player, Montrezl Harrell. No, I'm just joking. Uh, mm, Devin Booker. Or, uh, yeah, Devin Booker. I mean, he had a good year, but, I mean, I think CP3 might make him twice as better. Yeah. So. And six man of the year? Six men's hard because I don't know the, the rotations yet of, the, of each yeah, team. Yeah, just – I don't know. I, I have mine, but you can just throw it anyway. I'm going to go out there uh, – Derrick Rose. Oh, is he going to get traded or what do you mean? I mean, I I think Killing Hayes, uh, for the time being, I think Derrick Rose is starting for Detroit, but I think he's going to move to the bench, yeah. So, okay. But okay. I hope he does get traded. I love Rose. Uh, I hope he gets traded soon to a contender and gets a chance at a title. Coach of the year? Coach of the year. Vogel? No. No. Or Steve Nash because he's gonna lead his team. No, not even not, not even Steve Nash. Um, okay. Ty Lue, imagine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Eric Spolstra. Okay. Eric Spolstra is gonna be coach of the year this year. 
that's a safe bet if you want to bet that. If you're a betting man or woman, that's a safe bet. Thanks, Bolster. All right, mine, Luca. That's, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, it has to happen. And not even that it has to. It just, it's just aligning too perfect for him. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's just aligned. Yeah, so I'm going to go Luca, Defensive player of the year. Um, I only think this. I think AD might win it, but I'll always say this player because he's going to be more on a national, you know, scale. Like a lot more people are going to take notice. I think Drew Holiday could win it. Just because, because he's going to be on the Bucks. He's going to be a top team. He's not going to be in the bottom like he always was in Philly and in New Orleans. Like People are going to finally take notice. He's finally going to make an all-defensive team. And I feel like he really will have a chance to get this defensive player of the year just because mm-hmm. he is on this team, and they're going to be better with him. So maybe him, but AD is a safe bet. Um, six man, I'm gonna go Gallo because the experience. I know Gallo is like at the tail end of his career, but I still think he's a steady like 15 to 18 points, like nine, 10 rebounds a game. So I think Gallo will be a safe bet for the yeah, game of the year. Um, who is it most improved? I don't know why I feel like they're gonna give it to him because he had a bad, you know, he was hurt most of the year, but I don't know why. I just feel like Zion's gonna win it. Just Oh, of course. I, I know, I know, right? I just have a gut feeling Zion's going to win it because, oh, he wasn't healthy. He was supposed to win rookie of, rookie of the year, and he didn't. Watch this. He's going to win most improved or something like that, you know? Yeah, I can always be like baby. Yeah, so I could see him winning it. And then who else is there? Oh, coach of the year. I like Spolstra, but I'm going to go – I'm going to go Monty Williams for the Suns. I feel like the Suns are going to be a huge They're going to be a top five seed, in my opinion, and I feel like they'll win it. That's I think it's going to be with CP3, but still, like, that's going to be – it's just going to – I feel like that's going to be Monty Williams' award to lose because CP3 and him have such good chemistry going back to New Orleans. So that's a match made in heaven for them. I agree. That is a good one. That is a good pick, guys, if you want to go ahead and put that in Vegas. That's going to be one that's a cheap bet, but it's going to be a, a, a huge payoff. Because, I mean, I I, I kind of wanted to give him some Coach of the Year votes in the bubble because he went 8-0. And yeah. he got this team yeah. together to come back and fight. So, I don't know. I would have had my vote for him in the bubble. But, I mean, this is a good one for the regular season. But we'll see how they do with CP3. CP3 is going to elevate this team. But we'll see how, big, how far Monty takes them as well. Yeah, like obviously, it. this is going to change. You know, we're just doing it based off of what happened in the offseason. So, we'll come back to these for sure. But, yeah, Absolutely. No, that's, it. that's all I got. That's all I got. Absolutely, guys. I mean, hey, we're ready for the season already. It's coming back quick. Preseason starts what in is a few it? days. Less than two weeks? Yeah, regular season five, starts five. 22nd in, like, about a week and a half, two weeks. I'm yeah. excited for that. Lakers get their rings in front of the Clippers, which is funny as hell. Um, and then Christmas Day, two days later, three days later. So, hey, the NBA's back, folks. It is coming back faster than ever, and yep. I'm excited. Um, hopefully, the guys, these guys don't do stupid things, though, during the season and get COVID and stuff. But we'll see how it all folds out. Hopefully, these guys all stay healthy as well. Uh, you hate to see star players get hurt and all that stuff. So, let's just hope for a healthy season, a uh, safe season, and a fun season at that. So, that's all I got to say as well. Um yep. And yeah, uh, right. do you, 
you want to go ahead and close this out? You you, you know how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, go follow our social medias. Again, if I sound like shit, I'm at work, so the next podcast will be better. I promise. And yeah, you know, go, like I said, go follow our social media, subscribe to Sports Inferno. Stay safe, stay blessed. We'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.